1: 1- 844 Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.
0: Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell. Starting at only
2: $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now. From just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?
0: If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits business and swim. You know, with your Delta Sky Miles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park.
2: Yellowstone, check.
0: Because you're the Chief Excursion Officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express Card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply, visit go.amx slash you know business.
2: Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike anajar and levine accident attorneys 800-747-3 that's 800-747-3733 title sponsors from day number one no before day number one of zaslo show 2.0 my guys mark anajar glenn levine ellie anajar they believe in me if you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury. I'm sending you to my friends, Anna Jarn-Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jarn-Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslo Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslo Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. A refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba Sedano's Presidente. Win dixie got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. BruntInsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered. And that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Alright, good morning everyone! Zaslow Show 2.0 here. It is a Thursday morning, the third morning of November. Good to have you aboard as we are streaming live to the entire world, okay? We are fully digital, so wherever you are hearing us, whatever app you are using, maybe you're watching this on the YouTube channel, but the podcast is obviously what we're focused on right now. Zaslow Show 2.0. First week, Day number four, appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Of course, obviously appreciate uh, our title sponsor, Anajar and Levine. Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. I send my friends, I send my family to them. If you're listening right now, you're... Yeah. You're my friend, all right? So I would send you to them if you have any type of injury involved in any kind of accident. Massive thank you to my friends over there at Anna and Levine, title sponsor of Zazlow Show 2.0 from day number one. Also want to let everybody know, now we, we got a lot going on today. A lot going on. I want to let everybody know. I made the announcement. Uh, we, we talked about it yesterday. And want to let everybody know this Saturday is the debut you you've been wanting, you've been asking for a pro wrestling show. I've been asking for a pro wrestling show. You got a pro wrestling show. Zazlo Show 2.0 is every Monday through Friday and on Saturdays we are going to pump out beginning this Saturday the debut of it's still real to me, all right? It is a pro wrestling specific show. We'll mix in pro wrestling on you know, Zazlow Show 2.0 every now and then, whenever we feel like it. I mean, you know, I watched, uh, I watched AEW Dynamite last night, of course. You had Monday Night Raw on Monday. My travel chief, Roman Reigns, made a special appearance. We got SmackDown tomorrow night. It all leads to WWE Crown Jewel this Saturday afternoon from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And right after, we will give you immediate reaction. Uh, my pal, Joey Levin. And myself, we're doing the show every Saturday. It's still real to me. It debuts under the Zaslow Show 2.0 umbrella. So if you're a pro wrestling fan, you're listening right now. I've gotten great reaction already. You guys are excited. So that gets me excited. And you don't have to subscribe to anything extra. It's going to show up on your feed here for Zaslow Show 2.0. It'll just be, you know, on Saturday. Real easy to find. It'll be titled It's Still Real to Me. You you won't have any trouble, all right? You'll find it. I promise. I promise. Uh, If you want to hit me up. Zazlo J on Instagram, at Zazlo Show on Twitter, of course, and everywhere that you could subscribe to the podcast is under my bio in the link tree on my Twitter page, at Zazlo Show. So again, it's Still Real to Me debuts. It'll be a little bit of a late debut because we're going to go on right after the pay-per-view. So late Saturday afternoon, early evening, that'll be posted right before I head down to Hialeah at Unbranded Brewery where you got uh, CCW, Coastal Championship Wrestling, which I'm really excited to check out for the very first time. It'll be the first ever indie wrestling show that I've ever been to. All right. Anyway, a lot going on here. A lot to get to. Glad to have you aboard here on a Thursday Zaslow Show 2.0. So... We got World Series last night, history was made, just the second time there's ever been a no-hitter in the World Series, Don Larson, 1956, everybody knows that, just the third time there's ever been a no-hitter in the postseason, I almost forgot about this, Uh, so I guess it's either 08 or 09, I think it was 09, Uh, Doc Holliday for the Philadelphia Phillies, complete game, no-hitter, last night, of course was not a complete game. It was a combined four pitchers. You had Christian Javier, who gave you six innings. We'll get to that. No-hitter Astros right back in the series. So that's 2-2. Game five is tonight. The Dolphins, they extend Bradley Chubb. That's obviously a big... If we're doing a big deal, not a big deal for the Dolphins extending Bradley Chubb. I mean, what a no-brainer. Yeah, that'd be a big deal. But what a no-brainer. Like, you know, I saw some stuff on Twitter after the Dolphins made the trade. Oh, he gave up a first-round pick. Guys, are going to be a free agent next year. You, you think you think Stephen Ross in his 80s who we already talked about. I'm not trying to kill off Stephen Ross but he's in his 80s Stephen Ross who we already know is out there whiling trying to acquire quarterbacks who are under contracts with other teams uh may, maybe offering your, your previous coach a hundred thousand dollars to lose games Stephen Ross out there whiling you think Stephen Ross is going to allow his team to give up a first round pick for Bradley Chubb and then he's not going to spend the money what the hell does Steven Ross care about the money? I already told you. That's a part where there's there's a little bit of a danger to what Steven Ross can do because he's more interested in the short term as opposed to what's best for the franchise long term. Chris Greer's got to balance the two there. That's his job. But the owner, he, he doesn't care about long term. He's not going to be around long term. Again, I'm not trying to kill Steven Ross. He's not going to be around long term. So what the hell does Steven Ross care about the money? All right, they were never going to trade a first round pick for Bradley Chubb and not give him the contract he wants. That is such a no brainer. All right, so they got that done yesterday. He got a ton of money. He's like 120 million, five years, sixty plus million guaranteed. Love it, love it. Great, great week to be a Dolphin fan. This Sunday at Chicago Bears, we got NBA stuff. Kyrie Irving joint statement with the Brooklyn Nets. Dude's a total a hole. He's a garbage person. We'll get to that. All right, but first, what do we got to start out with? Your Miami Heat. Tyler Hero last night. Tyler Hero was your boy last night. How about your guy, Tyler Hero, with the huge fourth quarter? What was it? I think he had 13 in the fourth quarter. Tyler finished the game with 26 points. Tyler's a good rebounder for his size. 26 points, 12 rebounds, a big... Look, if you had Tyler Hero... Over-under, half an assist, and you took the over last night, you lost. Zero assist. That stands out like a sore thumb, but it is what it is. Again, if, if over-under was half an assist for Tyler Hero last night, and you took the over, you were a loser. So Tyler Hero last night, 26 points, 12 rebounds. He was 12-21 overall. He hits the huge shots to Tyler Hero with the money shot. You've heard that call before. Tyler Hero with the money shot, 1.8 seconds left, wins the ball game. So you, you got... You got a few stories from last night's game. The first story that we'll start with was no Jimmy Butler. You know, my son walks into the room last night, uh, the, the Heat are trailing, and, uh, oh, the Heat suck, uh, De'Aaron Fox isn't even playing. All right, Jimmy Butler's not playing. So y- you win the game without Jimmy Butler. You went back-to-back games for the first time this season. Now 4-5. and five. Friday, you're playing at a putrid Pacer team, and you had a chance to kind of reset Get back to 500. Let's start this thing over 10 games in. So this has been a real good last couple of days for the Heat. And the home crowd has been treated to a couple of thrilling finishes. Tuesday night against Golden State. Wednesday night against Sacramento. You get revenge against both those teams after losing last week at those two teams. 1-2 and two West Coast Road Trip. So the Heat do exactly what you had to do. The offense last night, you shot 49%. So you like that. The Heat's defense is still a joke. And yeah, you miss Jimmy, but if if you're a great team defense, you, you should be able to you should be able to manage minus one guy. All right, unless that guy's your big guy, your anchor, a guy like Bam out of Bio. That's you're gonna suffer there. The Heat defense right now is a joke. The coach will tell you that. Like to start the game, and the Kings got out in front early in the game. The Heat defense was pathetic to start the game. So that's story number one and two. The Heat win without Jimmy Butler. Back to back wins for the first time this season. And the defense right now is pathetic. The, the way the heat, they're four and five. Like I said, you want to get back to 500, five and five, and then kind of reset. You got get Jimmy back in the lineup. Let's go from there. The coach said a couple games ago, we're close. We're not that far off. Then they beat the champs and they won last night. You like being able to win close late games. That's going to help you moving forward. You get some stops. That's going to help you. But the defense is pathetic right now. They're not going to beat very many teams. They're not going to be any good teams playing the way they're playing right now. The defense is not good, and the offense at times has struggled. We talked about it yesterday. Ball movement, specifically when Tyler Hero has the ball so much, the ball movement hasn't been there. Now, story number three. Story one, no Jimmy Butler, they win. Story number two, the Heat defense, pathetic. Story number three, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry had a great game last night. Kyle Lowry had a great game. Now you say, oh, Zazzle, you see? No, no, no. We're nine games into the season. $30 million a year. One game out of nine where I sit here and say Kyle Lowry had a great game. It's not good enough. So don't give me the whole, I see Kyle Lowry, Zazzle. No. I don't understand why Kyle Lowry can't play that way more often. Now, did Kyle have the ball in his hands more than previous games? Yes. Maybe there's a little something to do there. Where he's talked about not having the ball... In his hands as much this season. Maybe the ball needs to be in his hands a little bit more. All right. Kyle Lowry was very good last night. And it wasn't where he was non-existent in the first half against Golden State. And a very good second half against Golden State. No. He was really good from start to finish last night. All right. I got Look. I think Kyle Lowry stinks. But I also would like to be very wrong about Kyle Lowry. We've talked about that. I would like nothing more than to be really wrong about Kyle Lowry. And the type of season that he's going to have with the Heat this year. I don't think I'm going to be wrong. I don't think we're going to get many performances last night. He was really good last night. So that's story number three, Kyle Lowry. Story number four. So fourth quarter, you got a tight game here. Tyler Hero is having a huge fourth quarter. The Heat are down by three now. Like they fell behind by eight, I think. They're down by three now. Tyler misses a three. And Kevin Herter on the other end, he hits the three. There's three minutes left. Actually, I think it was a three to take the lead. So I think that puts Sacramento back up by four now. Whatever it was, it was something like that. Kevin Herter, by the way, random heat killer. Killed the heat last week. Had another good game last night. Almost didn't recognize him growing out the hair now. Handsome kid grow out the hair. So big sequence there. The Heat winds up coming back. They finally do take the lead. Gabe Vincent with the layup with about 220 left in the game. The Heat get a stop. Max Struess, three pointer, boom, four point lead. Big sequence. Vincent layup, stop, Struess three, Heat lead, four points up, just over two minutes remaining in the game. Then Kings come back, tie the game. Free throw, three pointer, boom, we're tied. Kyle Lowry, he regains the lead for Miami, 30 seconds remaining. Like I said, Kyle had a very good game yesterday. I don't know why we can't get that Kyle Lowry more often. Kyle, and and that was the second of it back-to-back too. It's like, oh, he's fresh, he's rested. Second of it back-to-back. So Kyle Lowry regains the lead for Miami. 30 seconds left. Then you got Tyler Hero. I mean, tie game. Sacramento ties it on the free throw line. DeMontis Sabonis, I believe was, knocks down two free throws. Then Tyler Hero. Here's... Here's the, the, the final big story and the biggest story of the game last night. Tyler Hero, three inbound to Tyler, gets loose, jump stop, pump fake, three-pointer. Boom, baby. 1.8 seconds left. Tyler hits the three. Immediate inbounds on the other end of the floor because the Kings have no timeouts left. They throw it the length of the floor to Sabonis. He tries to desperately draw a foul. Easy offensive call. Elbows bam out of bio, uh, uh, under the chin, top of the chest. Very easy call. They review it for flagrant foul. It's not flagrant foul, all right? Hey, hey, can we butch up a little bit? That's not flagrant foul. Offensive foul, easy call. Heat win the game, all right? But Hero hits the three with 1.8 seconds left to win it. So now, give give this a listen, okay? Give this a listen. Here is the, the head coach of the Kings, Mike Brown, after the game.
3: First thing I want to say is, uh, we got a lot of respect for the program, Miami Heat, Spolstra, and everything that they've done. And uh, Tyler Hero's a great player. Um, But he traveled. He traveled on the last play, and I would be, I I would not be doing my job if I didn't come up here and protect my guys. My guys fought their behind off um, for close to 48 minutes and to pump fake uh, on a side then sidestep and then one sidestep or hop and then one two and a shot and not make that call uh, to me it's just just unbelievable and you know I, I, it's not why we lost the game although um, I didn't think we got a fair whistle and I I hope when when the officials go back and and, and look at the game, uh, they can see it. I thought Harrison got bumped on a drive that that wasn't called. That was a huge momentum swing for these guys. And you know, I, I, I I kept telling the officials I, I do. They're all great guys and they're good officials. But at the end of the day, uh, we we have to go earn our respect. Um, you know because right now, you know people get caught up in the hype and the crowd of. Uh, And the excitement of the crowd And they look at what's on our jersey I'm assuming and see Kings And um, maybe expect us to lose I don't know But uh, it's just two Like blatant calls That uh, were right in front of guys Um, And I I just I feel bad for my players Again We lost Got to own up to it But when you have a team Fighting both teams both teams fighting as hard as, as they fought down the stretch of a back and forth game, and you're gonna, you know, not make the right call, right? It's right in front of you. And then just say, I didn't see it. That's it, tough, but then give them calls that are right in front of you. It's, it's, it's just, it's tough to swallow as a coach because, again, you just feel for, for how hard your guys work. You know, I, I, Malik came off and had a fantastic game for us. Delhi came off and had a fantastic game for us. And it, it was just a, it was a shame that, uh, that uh, you know, it, it, the game was called the way it was, especially in the fourth quarter.
2: Oh, wow wah, wah! Look, he, he, he may have traveled. He may have traveled. All right. He may have traveled. I'm watching the play live, and I'm thinking to myself, uh, you know, it's, it's, wham, Mike Brown, but it's, it's really, it's, it's tough if you're on that side. If I'm a Kings fan, or look, if it was the Kings who did that, I, I'd have been pissed off, because he gathers his dribble, Tyler, pump fakes, and after the pump it, it's hard to tell if his right foot or his left foot. Now naturally his left foot's going to be his pivot. But it's hard to tell if his right or his left is his pivot and he clearly steps over with his steps up with his right foot. Okay, so I guess that's not his pivot foot. And then the left foot it it, it, it it's really tough to tell if he lifted his left foot. He certainly may have if, if it happened the other way around, I'd be really pissed off. Let's be honest. I gotta be honest. I'd be really pissed. I mean, wham, Mike Brown. But if it was the other way around, I'd be pissed. Nonetheless, Tyler here is your boy. He knocks down. He's cold-blooded. He knocks down the three. Tyler finishes with 26. The Heat are four and five. You, you think I need to lose? You think I need to get swept by the Kings twice in the span of a week? And get swept in the season series? You think that? You think I need that in my life? So the Heat winds up winning their Second straight game, and now you got a chance to get to 500 on Friday. So, good job out of Miami last night. Heat fan in attendance, two nights in a row, treated to very good finishes. You got the Kings, they're upset after the game. The Heat, they'll get out of town, they don't care, they'll take the W, there you have it. Uh, Other NBA stuff last night, let's see real quick here. Other NBA stuff last night, you had, oh, you had had the Knicks. The Knicks were up big, and then they ended up getting smoked. It was like a 24-point turnaround, I think they were, or 34. I think they were up by 21. They lost by 13. Lakers last night, someone called Matt Ryan, all right? Now, Matt Ryan's not Hillbilly Kobe, right? I think Austin Reeves is Hillbilly Kobe. Matt Ryan is not Hillbilly Kobe. But someone called Matt Ryan hit a, 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 a corner three, fading away, nothing but net, at the buzzer, at the end of regulation. Sends the game to OT against the Pelicans. Pelicans are still without Brandon Ingram. Once they get healthy, I think they're a really good team. And the Lakers win for the second time this year. That's back-to-back wins. It's happened before. It's happened before in Laker history. They've won back-to-back games, but first time this year. And they wind up beating the Pelicans in overtime there. I wake up this morning, I checked to- I always check Twitter when I It's part of my routine. I check Twitter when I wake up. I see what's trending. I want to make sure I didn't miss anything in the middle of the night. Make sure there wasn't a, a news dump somewhere. So, I see Matt Ryan's trending. I go, oh, the Colts release him? Whatever, Matt Ryan. I, I did, I did, I've never even heard of this guy for the Lakers. I got to be honest. You know I'm an NBA. I'm I'm not sure I know who this guy is. So, he ends up hitting the three. Place goes crazy. They win in overtime. There you have it. Boy, I'll tell you. You know, the Lakers, they're 2-5 and five now. They went back-to-back games. After they won their first game, I mean, they brought the champagne in the in, in locker room. And I'm not kidding. I know it's because it was Darvin Ham's first ever win, but give me a break. You were 0-5. We're celebrating like that? Come on. Come on. So, Lakers get their second win, but I i think the big NBA story, last, as far as games go, you know uh, this league loves the drama. As far as the games go, the big story last night Cavs and Celtics I'm I'm glad that game went to overtime because the heat game ends last night I turn on Cavs Celtics I get to see the final few minutes of regulation and then got to watch all of overtime I jumped I jumped off the couch when Jason Tatum had the dunk to type oh jumped off the couch that should have been a foul too Jared Allen absolutely fouled him. Jason Tatum was complaining that he got fouled. That game should have been over in regulation. But I'm glad it went to overtime because, you know, I, I, got, I got to see a good portion of the game now because uh, the Heat game had just ended. So Cavs outlast the Celtics. Jalen Brown missed a, a tough jumper with just uh, uh, a second and a half remaining. Bad blunder by Jalen Brown. Dribbling the basketball off the free throw miss. You don't get to advance the ball. They had to call both timeouts. And then they get to advance. Lucky that Joe Mazzulla, coach of the Celtics, had that extra timeout. Otherwise, they wouldn't even have gotten a, de- a halfway decent shot off. So uh, r- rookie move by Jalen Brown in that spot. He winds up missing the jumper that could have won it. And the Cavaliers win. You know I hate Cleveland. I mean, F Cle- Cleveland. But that Cavaliers team is fun. I-, I would like to watch them again. That's a fun team. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. Uh, Jared Allen, who the Brooklyn Nets got rid of because they wanted to start, uh, Kyrie and Katie's friend, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, DeAndre Jordan must be the greatest friend because he sucks. And Jared Allen is an all-star. DeAndre Jordan must be the best friend. They shipped Jared Allen out for that guy. Jared Allen, uh, Kevin Love, uh, having a resurgence off the bench. Karis Levert's a nice little player. is a good team. They are a fun team. And I'm like, I'm not looking at, oh, yeah, the Heat could have had Donovan Mitchell. I like Tyler Hero. I like our guy. I'm, I'm fine with it. So the, the Cavaliers, they are six and one. They have won five games in a row. That, that I think is the big story from the NBA last night is the Cavaliers. They're, that's a good team. And they're a new team. So the fact that they look this good and Darius Garland just returned, you know, come talk to me in 50 games from now, 5-0, 50 games from now. See how the Cavaliers look. They're going to be good. That's a good team. All right, when you get to the Dolphins, you know, Bradley Chubb, extension, we'll get to all that good stuff. Let's make a pit stop here. I got to talk about the World Series. So last night, World Series game four, Astros win 5-0. You got the combined no-hitter. Christian Rivera, Christian Javier, excuse me. He goes, let me let me just get the numbers right in front of me. He goes, six innings, I believe it was. Six innings, no runs. No hits, I think he struck out nine batters, and it's a combined no-hitter. So, Javier last night, six innings, nine strikeouts, 97 pitches. No hits, no runs. Combined no-hitter, three relief pitchers, one inning each. Now, the first thing that you got to talk about is, does it feel like a no-hitter? It's only the third time in postseason history he's been a no-hitter. You got Don Larson, 1956 World Series. Everybody knows that. You got Roy Halladay, which I I think I forgot about. Either 08 or 09. And now you have this combined no-hitter. Second time ever World Series. Third time ever postseason. First time combined no-hitter. To me, now the most important thing is very obviously winning the game. So much more important to win the game. But my point is, why did they need to take him out then? I'm not saying like if he's trying to go a, a, a complete game no hitter and going into the eighth inning or or going into the ninth inning and he's had 115, 120 pitches, he's never pitched that many. He's never thrown that many pitches. Uh, even at that point, they're not up one nothing. They're not up two nothing. They're up five nothing. It's only been six innings. He's only thrown 97 pitches. If he were to get into any kind of trouble, if he allows a ah, base runner. All right, let's get him out of there. There's still no, th- no real threat. Now, I understand Phillies were down 5-0 in game number one, came back and won the game. I get it. I mean, how many times is that going to happen in the World Series? But Phillies are down 5-0 in game one. They came back. It's 5 nothing last night. Let's say Javier gives up a hit. You got a base runner? All right. Go to the bullpen. Now, I do understand. Dusty Baker said after the game. Now, he's only gone more than six innings, I think, twice this year, Christian Javier. Okay. That's something to consider. And Dusty Baker has got a plan, he said. There's a plan, there's a benchmark, 100 pitches was the benchmark for him. He was at 97, so now they're taking him out. They don't want to veer away from the way they handled him, and there are other pitchers for that matter as well, from the way they handled them in the regular season. It's not the regular season. It's postseason. You're not handling pitchers. You're not handling anything the same way in the World Series as you do in the regular season. Case in point, if you're starting pitcher, it's the second inning. And he lets a couple guys on base. You're already down 2 nothing. What happens in the postseason? What happens in the World Series? And that happens. They yank the pitcher. What? It's only a second inning. We're only down 2 nothing. You would never do that in the regular season. You would never do that. Nah, but it's the postseason. Rules are different. Same thing here. It's the postseason. Rules are different. It's, it's an historic thing. You've only had one World Series no-hitter. Only two in the postseason. And... He's not in any kind of trouble. It's only been six innings. He's only thrown 97 pitches. You don't need to handle things the way that you did in the, in the regular season. This is the postseason. Things are a little bit different. And on top of that, they're playing again tonight. Of course, it's game five. How much better would you feel if instead of using three relief pitchers last night, they used three relief pitchers, seventh inning, eighth inning, ninth inning, each pitch, one inning. How, how much better would you feel if you only used one of them? Maybe Javier went eight innings instead of six. You only had to use one other pitcher last night from your bullpen instead of three. And now you got game five tonight. And and I, I don't have it in front of you, but but game six is probably Friday because they lost a the day because of, because of the rain out. So I, I don't know if there's another day off in this series. Let me see here. Tonight, you have game five. Oh, yeah, there is another day off. Okay, so Saturday's game six and Sunday's uh, potential game seven. Nonetheless, you're playing tonight. How much better would you feel if you only use one guy out of your bullpen? than you use three guys. So... It doesn't, I mean, it is a no hitter. It doesn't feel like a no hitter to me. By far, the most important thing is winning that game, not getting the no hitter. That's easily the most important thing for the Astros fan right now. But for me, last night, don't, don't treat this like it's a regular season game. It's not a regular season game. He's, nev- he's only pitched past the six inning a couple times. We wanted to keep him at 100 pitches. He only, he's only got, I think he pitched 115 as like his max this year. This isn't the regular season. This is the postseason. Rules are a little bit different. Let them keep going. And and another case in point here. When the Marlins won the World Series in 2003, Josh Beckett going into that postseason had never pitched a complete game. Never. We all remember Josh Beckett was great. uh, Really good with the Marlins. Really good with the Red Sox. Multi-time World Series winner. World Series MVP 2003. Complete game shutout 2-0. Game 6, Yankee Stadium. Marlins win their second World Series. Josh Beckett. Going into that postseason, Josh Beckett had never pitched a complete game. And then he pitched two in that postseason. Game 5, NLCS to keep the Marlins alive against the Cubs. Complete game. Marlins, of course, win 6-7. and They come back down three games to one. Everybody knows that. And then game six in the World Series, Josh Beckett complete game shutouts, Marlins win the World Series. Going into that postseason, Josh Beckett had never pitched a complete game. So what if Jack McKeon going into that postseason says, you know what, he's he's never, you know, we wouldn't keep him in this long in the regular season. He's never pitched a no-hitter, uh-uh, a complete game. You can't risk it. What if he did that? Marlins maybe never even get out of the NLCS. Maybe they never win that game six in the World Series. Go to game seven. Who knows what happens? Posting is different. Dusty should have let him keep going yesterday. And if he gets into any kind of trouble, you take a bounce up one nothing. It's five nothing. You got, got a little bit of wiggle room here. Now, as far as the overall World Series, I told you yesterday, I still think Houston wins this series. Uh, tonight is obviously a must-have for Philadelphia. You, you can't go to Houston needing both games. Like, I would almost put it, if Philly wins this game tonight and they go up three games to two, I would still put it at 50-50, the World Series. Like, would I rather be the Phillies needing one out of two on the road, or would I rather be the Astros needing two at home? I, I That's 50-50. That look, either, either, you know, either they're going to win or not. That's 50-50. One or the other. No, but seriously. Phillies need 1 out of 2 on the road or Astros need 2 at home. I don't know, that's that's pretty similar to me. It's pretty similar. And I told you the 2-3-2 format I I I think seriously favors the team that has home field advantage. The team that has the first two games, Houston, they won not, not only are they they're going to be better than the other team. That's why they have home field advantage. Goes by record now, not the All-Star game anymore. Goes by record. They were 19 games better than the Phillies this year. They're a better team. Even if they split the first two games in Houston, which they did, all the Astros need to do is get one out of three. You bring it back for six and seven at home, and you're comfortable. You go in two home games. No problem. I, you know, there's, there's very little chance the Phillies were going to sweep these middle three games. They obviously did not. And I think the two, 2 format's a major advantage for the Astros, major advantage for the team that winds up. With the home field. So you got game five tonight, World Series, 803 10. very big sports night. How about this sports night? Phillies, Philadelphia, Houston. World Series. Game five. How about Thursday Night football? Philadelphia, Houston. What? Philadelphia, Houston, World Series. Game five? Philadelphia, Houston. Thursday night football. I don't know the proximity of the uh well well, tonight the tonight though is in Philadelphia. I don't know the proximity of the two buildings. Oh no, it's in Philadelphia. Proximity doesn't matter. Scratch that part. Nonetheless, though, Houston, Philadelphia, baseball. Houston, Philadelphia, football. That that's a night right there. What do you do? Now, look, Zaslow Mansion, family room, big TV, small TV status. If this was me, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a Philly fan or I'm an Astro fan. The World Series gets the big TV. Obviously. Well, maybe not obviously. I would be interested in what the ratings are. I don't think you get ratings with prime video. But big TV's World Series, small TV's the football. That's some kind of night. That's. That's a night right there. Philadelphia and Houston, World Series. Philadelphia and Houston, football. Now you could say, hey, it's not as important for Houston. They're 1-5-1. and Texans are 1-5-1. and They're going to be paying all their attention to the World Series. And Philadelphia, they're caring more, a lot more, about the World Series. But Eagles are undefeated. Like, that's kind of a big thing. Eagles are undefeated. So that's, that's an incredible sports night right there for those two cities, but especially for Philadelphia. Alright, we'll keep it moving here. So let's get to uh, let's get to the main event, right? Here's the main event. We've done World Series so far with Miami Heat so far. You got Thursday night football tonight. You got the fantasy football. Now now I know some people speaking of fantasy football says, man, I love when you used to have Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports fantasy football, fantasy football expert. Nobody does it better than him. Uh, are you gonna have Jamie on the show? Yes. He doesn't know, but the answer to that question is yes. So we'll we'll begin getting Jamie back on. My guess is uh if not next week, maybe the week after. Like I said, this week I'm trying to get my footing, you know. I've had some folks reach out, like sponsorship opportunities, obviously Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys 800-747 free, title sponsor from day number 1 of Zazlo Show 2.0. I love those guys long time. They know that. I've had others reach out and I'm thrilled about that and I'm I'm just trying to get my footing. And getting everything right. And then I would love to have more sponsors on board. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it together. Right? We're gonna grow this thing. And we're gonna have a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to get my footing down and then we'll start adding guests. As are you gonna have guests on this show? Yeah, of course. I uh, know people, people know me. Yeah, we'll get guests. You know, so we'll we'll start getting folks back on the show. I just wanna, you know, from a production standpoint, editing, that kind of deal, I'm doing all of this on my own. So I'm I'm getting comfortable. We're starting small and you get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. All right. But I love you a long time for sticking with me again. At uh, Zazlo Show on Twitter, you can hit me up Zazlo J on Instagram. Subscribe, to, subscribe, rate, download, like, comment on the podcast, and uh, I I really really appreciate and very humbled all the response that we've had this week. It's really really great. All right. So let's get to the Dolphins here. And how about this? First of all. Tua yesterday. Tua speaks on Wednesdays. God forbid NFL player talks more than once. The NBA player talks in the morning. They talk sometimes before the game and they talk after the game. The NFL player, one weekday. So yesterday was Tua's day. Yesterday, Tua's got to talk. How about, how about cocky Tua? Give, give cocky Tua a listen. I think I've uh, grown a lot with the deep balls, huh? Yeah. Don't we think? <laughs> Yeah, that was probably a subtle jab, but it was a jab. Uh. How about cocky Tua right there? Used to that, man. That's another thing where like it's like, oh, you know, Tua didn't play the last play well the last couple of years. Like I've gotten a little bit of pushback on that with the Brian Flores stuff. Does Mike McDaniel deserve more credit than Brian Flores deserves blame? I, I think it's even. I think Flores deserves a lot of blame. I think McDaniel gets a lot of credit. I think Flores deserves a lot of blame because you, you got to know how to manage your players. And while he very clearly did not believe in Tua, he also didn't know how to manage him. And the way that, he, you know, his, his tough guy, no-nonsense, I-don't-believe-in-stars mentality, maybe it doesn't work for every player. And if it doesn't work for your most important player, how about we adapt? You know, like like which... Which should it be? Should the personnel adapt to the coach or should the coach adapt to the personnel? I I would think the coach maybe should adapt to the personnel if that's what's going to get the most out of them. And you just, you have a completely different attitude with this player. I mean, you heard that. You got, you know, joking with the media, throwing jabs at them. You got a completely different player. you love to see it. Now, I got a question here for you. Are the Dolphins now a super content, uh, a Super Bowl contender is the big question that's that's the question I'm about to ask but are the dolphins now a Super Bowl contender that's what's being asked on television you see my girl Joy Taylor on speak on FS1 they're talking about it you see the shows on ESPN first take they're talking about it uh you got I I've I watched Rich Eisen the Rich Eisen show he's talking about it are the Dolphins a Super Bowl contender here's my question though Should the Dolphins go out and sign Odell Beckham? Are the Dolphins the new Rams? And what I mean by that is, the Rams last year, and this has been the Rams style for a couple years, they go for it. And by go for it, F them picks. If we could pick up players, if we could pick up star caliber players who could help us win right now, we're going to do it. Are the Dolphins this year's Rams? And the Rams, by the way, I don't believe they got up to the hottest of starts last year. Are the Dolphins this year's Rams? Where they realize, hey, we're all in. This is our window right now. Let's get as many good players that we possibly can. And Odell Beckham, just like for the Rams, would come very cheap. Should the Dolphins go out there and sign Odell Beckham? and, And look, Odell Beckham... To- Look, Aldo Beckham seems like a good dude, alright? I think he got a bit of a bad rap. And he really seemed to rehabilitate his reputation last year with the Rams. Should the Dolphins go out and sign odo Beckham? I mean, like, who's who's the Dolphins' third receiver right now? Sherfield? Shurfield? I mean, it's Cedric Wilson. I guess Kosicki's kind of the third receiver? You tell me they can't use odo Beckham? I think Adolphus go sign Old Beckham. He would come, he would come cheap. He would, you know, you're gonna get max effort. Just like last year when he needs to rehabilitate his reputation. This year, he needs to prove to everyone he has recovered from the surgery. You're gonna get max effort out of him. You're gonna have a guy playing way above the value of whatever money you give him. It, it would be a minimum type contract, I'm sure, because the Dolphins are up against it with the salary cap, I'm pretty certain. So, yeah, people are asking a Dolphins a Super Bowl contender now. Are the Dolphins this year's Rams? Should they go out and sign Odell Beckham? They already did the Von Miller move, bringing in Bradley Chubb, a better version of Von Miller, a younger version of Von Miller. Do they go out and also sign Odell Beckham to help the offense? Offense doesn't need a ton of help, but hey, hey, it can't hurt. So that's the question. Hit me up at Show on Twitter. Now, the Bradley Chubb extension. No-brainer, like I told you. He signed for, a, it's $120 million, I believe, five years, $60 million guaranteed Say what you want about Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross has never been shy about spending, be it on the team or improvements to the stadium. I love that stadium. Team or the stadium, never shy about spending. And why would he be? I'm not trying to kill Steven Ross. I'm not trying to kill him off. But he's in his 80s. He doesn't care about the, all, all that money. He may not be around for the end of all that money. What does he care? He cares about right now. So when they traded for Chubb, they were never not going to give him exactly the money that he wanted, and I'm sure that that was worked out beforehand anyway, because they're not stupid. And we, like that's amazing that we could say the Dolphins are not stupid, not stupid. We could say that comfortably. And like I talked about it yesterday, the narrative is a changing in regards to Chris' career. And I I, I gotta be first person here. Raise my hand. I gotta say, hey. I'm not going to say I was, well, maybe I should say I was wrong about Chris Greer. I am going to say, I thought he was doing a poor job, and now I think he's doing a great job. But I may have also been wrong overall about him, that he stinks. Like, you, you, could, be a, you could be good at your job and still have bad days. Like, I'm, I'm decent at hosting this show. I have bad days. That doesn't mean I suck at this. I'm decent. I have good days, and I have bad days. So maybe he had some bad times. He had some hard times, Daddy. And now he's having good times. So the narrative's changing on Chris Greer. And it's, I'm glad that it's certainly looking like I was wrong about this guy. I admit that. That's fine. I don't care. I'd rather be wrong and the team be good than the other way around. I mean, I love being right. But I'd rather be wrong and the team be good. Yeah, that, that's, that's easy. Come on now. So the Dolphins, And it, it would appear that he's going to play this weekend. So the Dolphins. This is the stretch games. Chicago. Cleveland. Houston. You got to come out 8-3. You have to. And the Dolphins are going to have a tough road. You know, because... Unless they were to win in Buffalo at the end of the year. And then you still need some help. Because the Bills only have one loss. They're they're not going to win this division, the Dolphins. And that means that they're going to be... You're going to to need to win at least two road games. In the playoffs. And those road games could be Buffalo and Kansas City. So... You have to take advantage. So at least try and at least get a home game in the first round. And that's why you gotta take advantage of these next three games. You gotta come out eight and three. You have to. That's why the win against Detroit was so huge. They were trailing uh two touchdowns early on. You have to win that game. You gotta get a you gotta get at least one home game. Get a home game in the first round. Cause the next two, you might have to be on the road against teams like Buffalo and Kansas City. Alright. So I do wanna get to. A little bit more NBA here. Yesterday afternoon, you had the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving. You know we've been all over this uh, because, not only because I'm Jewish, but because what's right is right, all right? What's right is right. And yesterday, the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving released a joint statement. Here, let me read this to you. The events of the past week have sparked many emotions within the Nets organization, and our Brooklyn community. The, Brooke, the public discourse that followed has brought greater awareness to the challenges we face as a society when it comes to combating hate and hate speech. We are ready to take on this challenge and we recognize that this is a unique moment to make a lasting impact. To promote education within our community, Kyrie Irving and the Nets will donate each $500,000 toward causes and organizations. that. Why do the Nets have to pay $500,000? Like Kyrie Irving should just pay a million. Why do the Nets have to pay? What the Nets do wrong? Oh, they could say what the Nets did wrong is they're they're a coward organization who hasn't punished Kyrie Irving. I I, I guess that's what they've done wrong. But why do the Nets have to pay five hundred thousand dollars anyway to eradicate hate and intolerance in our communities? The Nets and Kyrie Irving will work with the ADL, it's the Anti Defamation League a non organization devoted to fighting anti-Semitism and all types of hate that undermine justice and fair treatment for every individual. This is an effort to develop educational programming that is inclusive and will comprehensively combat all forms of anti-Semitism and bigotry. Now here is the part of the statement that is from Kyrie Irving. Here's Kyrie Irving's part. Quote, I oppose all forms of hatred and oppression and stand strong with communities that are marginalized and impacted every day. I am aware of the negative impact of my post towards the Jewish community and I take responsibility. Okay, hold on a second. Because that's not an apology. I am aware of the negative impact of my post towards the Jewish community and I take responsibility. That's not an apology. He's aware that what he did was shitty and he's taking responsibility for it. I mean, if you're enjoying my show right now and you say, Hey Zaslo, you, you did a really great job today. Thank you. I take responsibility for that. Well, yeah, I take, yeah, I did it. It's, it's mine. It's my show. Yeah. I take responsibility for that. I apologize. I'm not apologize for anything. I'm taking responsibility for that show. That's right. So Kyrie Irving here, he's not apologizing. I am aware of the negative impact of my post towards the Jewish community and I take responsibility. That's not that's not apologizing. He's aware of what he did and he takes responsibility for making for offending people and making people feel the way people like me feel the way they feel. That's not an apology. He's taking responsibility for that. If I do a good show and you like my show, I take responsibility for that. That's not an apology. I take responsibility. This this guy's, this guy's a, he is garbage. I do not believe everything said in the documentary was true or reflects my morals and principles. I am a human being learning from all walks of life and I intend to do so with an open mind and a willingness to listen. So from my family and I, we meant no harm to any one group, race or religion of people and wish to only be a beacon of truth and light, end quote. Now, I would never watch this godforsaken movie that he linked to, but you're telling me he sat through this, and I've read parts about it. You're telling me he sat through this godforsaken movie for three hours, and decided it's a good idea for me to tweet this out and say that some things are true and some things are not. You think that he sat through that entire movie and decided I'm going to put this out there, and then I'm going to get a, fe- and then I'm going to get defensive when I'm asked about it from a reporter. What? See, that that was part of the major problem, was he had a disaster of a press conference after that game with the reporter Nick Friedle, who is Jewish and did an excellent job. The, I do not believe everything in the documentary was true or reflects my morals and principles. Why couldn't he say that after the game? It took him six days and hiding behind PR people? You know, for a guy who says I won't stand down, it's a lot of standing down six days later takes down the takes down the video, comes out with this statement donating five hundred thousand dollars, gets defensive when questioned about it, says that he is being dehumanized he was being dehumanized and six days after all of this and and two games where he was hiding behind the PR staff and not speaking to the media he is such a phony he is a total phony a-hole he is garbage and that's not an apology i'm sorry i'm aware of the negative impact of my post towards the jewish community and i take responsibility if you tell me i do a good show i take responsibility for that that's not apology oh my god i'm so tired of this guy get him the hell out of the league i mean seriously get him the hell out of the league how do they keep him on how do they keep him on the team it's unbelievable and then the Yudoka situation you almost want them to hire him just so we could see uh you know the fallout. Yudoka situation. my goodness oh boy boy he is uh he is gar- he is garbage Kyrie Irving and he's a massive phony. He's not going to stand down he always stands down. he always stands down. What an a-hole. All right. You know what time it is. And by the way, before we get to what time it is, everybody knows what time it is before we do that. Adam Silver, and especially being a Jewish man. Hey, Adam Silver, don't be afraid to come out and say something. Don't, don't be afraid to come out and stand up for your people. All right. Adam Silver looks terrible. I mean, soft as tissue paper, Adam Silver. I like Adam Silver as a commissioner, but soft as tissue paper. I mean, that dude, you would think. And I used to have this conversation with Amber Wilson, Zazo and Amber Show. Great Amber Wilson. I like Adam Silver as commissioner, but man, he he's Teflon. He's he absolutely skates 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 excuse me, skates criticism. He is Teflon. And he is soft as tissue paper, Adam Silver. You think David Stern, also Jewish, so that doesn't matter. You think David Stern would have put up with this nonsense? Would have put up with this garbage guy, Kyrie Irving? You think David Stern. Adam Silver, soft as tissue paper. All right, you know what time it is. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. All right, so closing out every show, you know we do big deal or not a big deal. First up, World Series, Game 4, no-hitter. Is that a big deal? All right. This is a tough one. You say, Zazzle. I don't understand how this is a tough one. It's a no-hitter. Of course that's a big deal. It's in the World Series. Of course that's a big deal. I don't care so much about the no-hitters anymore in the regular season because, I mean, the, the, it's all home runs and strikeouts now. Pitching is so far above hitting these days in Major League Baseball. There's there, No-hitters happen all the time now. You want to throw a perfect game? Let me know. That's a big deal. But no-hitters in the regular season? Uh, we, we see it all the time. But this is a tough one because... It was a combined no-hitter. So it's like, I'm not going to remember, oh, uh, Christian Javier, the way I remember Roy Halladay, the way I remember Don Larson. I'm not going to remember Christian Javier because it's not the same. Not the same as those guys, a combined no-hitter. But then again, it's only a second time that, be it a, an individual pitcher or a combined no-hitter, it's only second time ever in World Series history, third time ever in the postseason. So I'm going to go big deal. All right, I'm going to go big deal. I'm going to go big deal. Number two. It still seems like the Brooklyn Nets are inching closer and closer to bringing in Ime Udoka as their new head coach. Big deal or not a big deal. I'm going big deal. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the chaos that ensues. I'm looking forward to the reaction. I'm looking forward to his response when he is grilled by the New York media at his first press conference. He hasn't spoken since... The incident, since the controversy, since the suspension, but here, so it's a big deal. But here's the part that I don't understand. So, Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart, big flopper. Marcus Smart's pissed off that they're about to hire Ime Udoka because they all liked Ime Udoka a lot. They they, they loved their coach. They don't understand why their organization won't let him coach them anymore, but that organization will. So I understand where Marcus Smart is coming from, that he's pissed off about that. Here's something that's always confusing to me. And I, I remember feeling this way with Cleveland Browns running back Kareem Hunt. So you remember Kareem Hunt, he was with the Chiefs. And then wasn't he the one where there was a the security camera in the elevator lobby and he and he punched the girl? And look, whenever you have video, you're in big trouble. Can't survive the video. And the Chiefs, they they kicked him off the team. And he was suspended, I think, six games by the league. But the Chiefs kicked him off the team. Rightfully so, right? Chiefs kicked him off the team. And then the Browns signed him. And I I, I always think about that where... Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He's not allowed to play for the Chiefs after doing what he did. But he's allowed to play for them can't play for the Chiefs anymore, can play for the Browns. So, what's happening here is, the Chiefs are being punished. The Chiefs player, Kareem Hunt, running back, he did some bad domestic violence. The Chiefs are being punished. Now the Browns get to have the player. So Kareem Hunt, yeah, you could say he was punished, he lost some money, he was suspended. Yes, of course. But, his career continues. He's playing for the Browns. So, he did something bad. The Chiefs get punished. He's allowed to keep playing in the NFL, but not for the Chiefs. And that's the same thing. That's confusing to me. And that's the same thing here with Ime Odoka. He did something bad. He is not allowed to coach the Celtics anymore. But you can coach the Nets. You're not allowed to coach for us anymore. But you can coach somewhere else. Wait, hold on a second. And I hate the Celtics. But hold on a second. What did the Celtics do? The Celtics are the ones being punished. Now, forget about Joe Mazzulla. Maybe he's going to wind up being a good coach. But what did the Celtics do wrong? So, Ime Udoka did something bad. The Celtics are being punished. And now, not, and not Udoka. Because he's, he's going to go and coach the Nets. How does that make any sense? You're not allowed to coach. You did something bad. You're not allowed to coach Celtics anymore. But you're allowed to go coach the Nets. How does that make sense? The Celtics are being punished. I, I, I don't get that. That's that's a weird one to me. Finally here, I got one more for you. Big deal or not a big deal. November 3rd. That's today's date. 27 years ago. November 3rd, 1995. Your boy, little Jonathan Zazla was 14 years old. And experienced a very traumatic event. And that event was getting the news that Glenn Rice has been traded to the Charlotte Hornets. That's right, 27 years ago today. November 3rd, 1995, the Heat acquired Alonzo Morning. A lot of people like to look at this date, hey, the day the Heat acquired Alonzo Morning. I look at this date, the day the Heat traded Glenn Rice. I was 14 years old. I've told this story before. I cried hysterically. I know. Oh, Zazo, you're 14? You cried. I cried hysterically. 27 years ago today, I'll never forget the heat trade Glenn Rice to the Charlotte Hornets for Alonzo Mourning. I was devastated. Now, obviously, I love that Glenn Rice is back with the organization. He's an ambassador. He works with the team. He's very involved. I love it. But I could also say Glenn Reyes, my friend. It's one of my greatest joys from working in sports media, having this job. Glenn Reyes, my friend. And I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop saying 41 should be in the Rafters one day. Doesn't have to be today. Doesn't have to be tomorrow. But we need to get to a point where there was some history with this franchise before Pat Riley got here. Things happened before 1995. And Glenn Rice was the first star player the organization ever had. Nobody, nobody would be against Glenn Rice's number 41 being retired. Nobody. Everyone would love it. 41, first ever star player the franchise has ever had. 41 deserves to be in the Raptors. That's a big deal. November 3rd, 1995, and number 41 should be in the Raptors. That's a big deal. And that's a big deal or not a big deal. All right. Excellent show today. Great job by everyone involved in the show today. Tonight, you got Thursday night football, Philadelphia-Houston. You got World Series Game 5, Philadelphia-Houston. You got the Panthers tonight at the Sharks. I mean, Panthers are 500 team right now, 5-4-1. Fall below 500, you think I need that in my life? Hey, hey, Sasha Barkov, can can we get a second goal on the season? Can Can we score more than once? That's tonight, a little late night with the Cats this evening. That's at 10-30. All right. Download, subscribe, like, rate, comment. Zazlo Show 2.0 everywhere you're getting your podcasts. I appreciate it. I love you long time. Also, check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Zaslo Show. We will talk to you tomorrow morning on the Zazlo Show. You know what that means. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.
0: Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix.
1: Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.
0: If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park.
2: Yellowstone, check.
0: Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.